Hello folks, Ben Mitchell here, Editor-in-Chief of Squiggly Online Animation Magazine, introducing another episode of our podcast strand, Animation One-to-Ones. In this episode, we discuss the latest chapter in DreamWorks Animation's blockbuster musical franchise, Trolls Band Together. The third film in the series continues the adventures of Poppy, played by Anna Kendrick, and Branch, played by Justin Timberlake, and the emotional journey they embark upon to reunite Branch with his brothers, who once made up the boy band phenomenon Brozone. Trolls Band Together is steered by returning director Walt Dawn and producer Gina Shea and is co-directed by Tim Heights. Dawn's other credits include directing roles on the first two Trolls films, as well as the Shrek short films Donkey's Christmas Shrektacular and Shrek's Yule Log, alongside work as a story artist, layout artist, character designer, writer, and voice actor. A man of many hats, or brightly coloured troll wigs. Squiggly contributor Martin Warren got some time with Walt Dawn to discuss just what's new in the world of Trolls. I was curious what the inspirations were for um, Felva and Fenir, the new antagonists yeah. for a band together. Yeah, that's that a great question. I love the villains. So, you know, there's this old quote. I don't know who it came from, but it's that your movie is only as good as your villains are. It's just a quote that that has circled around the studio a lot. And it's important to have these great antagonists that you love to hate and they get to kind of embody the things we can't do, I think in life, which makes them fun for the audience. But building these guys was really complex. You know, who are they? You know, they, we started with like cat like kind of behaviors and movements. We started talking about that. At one point they were kind of Bergens that we tried that, you know, we really kept going back to this idea of kind of pop diva behavior kind of mixed with this contemporary idea of the desire to be famous, just to be famous. So we started building them and they started feeling too human. Like I think for us, there are no humans in the troll world. So we started pushing and pulling them and talking about kind of bendy toys, making them toyetic, you know, capturing that spirit. We looked at 1930s animation for some of the design elements. So Craig Kelman, who designed these characters, really pushed the idea and the animators really pushed how these characters move. So they are a blend of tons of ingredients to create this unique uh, villain we haven't seen before. And um, when um, Charles World Tour released, there were a lot of um, sort of uncertainty or questions around like cinema and VOD and it's been interesting because in just a short amount of time cinemas have had this like massive comeback not just with the Barbieheimer but with um across the Spider-Verse and even the Super Mario film um I was just curious uh what your personal thoughts were on the state of cinema and VOD uh just as because well tour like sort of that you know had was quite a big thing like three years ago in terms of that uh like the nature of VOD and now cinemas are having this big comeback. Uh I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, it's it's a complex situation. I love that we found kind of a balance. You know, I mean first and foremost, my education was in the theater. You know, I grew up in the 70s, so there wasn't I didn't even have a VCR, you know, those early years. So I think the theater experience and the communal experience you get in the theater is unlike any other and especially with a film like trolls which is you know we mix the music like you're at a concert you know we design these elaborate and dynamic and wild weird worlds that we want to transport the audience to so the bigger the canvas inside a theater the more you're transported so those are 
those are extremely important. And I love that you now that the theater kind of is this extra special experience for people. You know, it's, it's there's so much reverence for going to the theater. And I think that's coming back. So that excites me. But I'm also, you know, with Trolls World Tour, that it became this streaming movie. I think we reached even a larger audience of people. You know, we could feel that, like the fan base kind of grow from that experience. Plus, at that time, it was nice to share the film with so many people who were kind of having a hard time. You know, and these movies are so much about joy and making you feel good. So I like that a film can exist in the theater first <laughs> and then be accessible to people at home as well. Mm. Oh, I was very much used to growing up, used to that growing up in the 90s with um, if you wanted to see something new, you went to the cinema and then you could wait yeah. for a few months and then go to uh, Blockbuster, which is, um, yeah, no, yeah, but now it's just like, no, no, you just watch it on your TV. And it's like, <laughs> um, so because that also there's a lot of um, one thing I like that I really picked up on from band together, there's a lot of new uh, characters as well as like returning favorites. Um, which one in, out of the returning and the new cast, which ones uh, hit a chord with you uh, the most uh, during the production? Yeah, well, definitely our returning cast is super important. And, you know, I've been collaborating with Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick for 10 years. So to be able to work with those guys over this vast, you know, since 2013, this huge amount of time, we're able to really work on the characters. You know, these guys, they help us write the film. You know, they help bring these characters to life in ways I couldn't even imagine. You know, they're a huge collaborators on the films themselves. So that's a joy. But I love bringing in new actors and new people to breathe new life into the film as well. You know, get to a chance to get to work with actors I love. You know, I've been wanting to work with Amy Schumer and Andrew Reynolds for many years, just trying to find the right role for them and get the right time. I'm a huge Eric Andre fan. It was great to work with him. We've been trying to put Kid Cudi in a Trolls film. We just needed to find the right role for him. And he was excellent. Like he, he came up with this whole character himself. You know, we had an idea of who Clay was, but he came up with a voice and an attitude that, again, it's. A, I probably spent more time in the recording booth the last few years than I've done anything in my life because the cast is so so huge. It's just such a pleasure. And um, yeah, what was it like to uh, work with? Uh, uh, I I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, Tim Tim Hines. Um, oh, Tim Heights. Yeah, because uh, it's just because um, he was not also the co-director on the film. But um, for those listening or reading that don't know, um, he was also a story artist uh, on several uh, DreamWorks films. Um, how did you know him, and what was it like to collaborate with him? Oh, he was such a joy. And again, I've known him for many years. I met him when we were working on Peabody and Sherman. Uh, DreamWorks. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's when I first met him. He was just so incredibly talented. The guy could draw like nobody else. And like most story artists, I was started out as a story artist. They just live, breathe, and think story. You know, and it's it's a particular kind of job where you have to know you have to know how to draw. You have to know how to stage a scene. You have to be able to perform it and pitch it. It it has all the elements of a director. So you're kind of a director in training. And I just felt like he had so much to give. And so we just 
evolved together. He was a story artist on Trolls 1, then he was like a head of story. He got to direct uh, the Trolls Holiday Special. That's where you kind of try out your directing skills. And I just knew he would be a perfect partner on this. And he has done so much. We really are the kind of two-headed beast. You know, the field is so massive. So at a certain point, we try to <laughs> to divide off and divide and conquer. Like, okay, you go over there and work with the animators. I'll go over here and work with the musicians. So it's incredible, incredibly important to have these uh, collaborators collaborators on our film. And um, out of the musical sequences uh, that you both worked on, uh, for you in particular, which one was your favorite to direct? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question because they're all so much fun. They're all so much fun. But I always go to uh, – there's this – on Vacay Island, there's this uh, medley of kind of uh, family band slash boy band songs. It's this medley, and it, it needed to perform so much, even emotionally. First of all, it's just fun and silly you know there's a there's a whole bunch of music there how do we weave all that together in this cohesive experience and at the core of it it's this real shift emotionally for branch where he starts to embrace his past you know he's so he's pushing away his past because he struggles with abandonment but that he embraced it and that even though the song's funny it's emotional and it's just so celebratory i, I loved working on that part of the film and um, having performed as a voice actor yourself for several projects uh, with uh, Cloud Guy in the Trolls series in particular, um, what was it like to direct the the cast? Like having been expanded over like the course of the franchise. Yeah, working with the cast has, like I said, such a it, it's so much fun because it's grown over the years. You know, I love working with them and being extremely collaborative, whether it's our returning cast, Anna and Justin, or the new the new guys we brought in, like Eric Andre and Davi Diggs, Troy Savon, like we talked about Amy and 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 Andrew, oh Camila Cabello. I mean, just an incredible cast. I learned so much from them and they bring so much to their individual characters. Again, it Trolls is all about collaboration. You know, I'm merely one piece of the puzzle and that we bring everybody's influence, you know, from the animators to our choreographers to the musicians. I think we just work so well as a community of artists. Mm -hmm. And um, the sorry, I just had a squeaky chair. Uh, sorry. Uh, the, uh, the film appeared to have like a really quick um, turnover for production because just... Um, three years from world tour to now and like because usually like for disney and pixar films for example they're known to take at least five years and yet you've guys managed to like not just do the shorts but do another feature in like in just three years which is incredibly um which is just incredible see so just considering how detailed it was when i went to see the film on a preview screening uh i was really impressed by that um what was the biggest challenges though to get that made in such a short amount of time yeah yeah it's it's funny when you put it that way because it's true it's like i worked on the film for four years you know i start working on ideas for the film a year before we start production, we start forming ideas and collecting ideas and working with Gina Shea, the producer, we start just pitching ideas back and forth with each other and pitching those to the studio. So that begins four years ago, then it's three years of production. And you're right, it's like, it 
can take up this production was very tight the crew was so great we had a lot of returning artists we had a lot of kind of new technology to deal with but it was it, i would call it like a, a marathon at a 100 yard dash pace you know it, i think everyone was so passionate about this film about pushing artistic expression about pushing the worlds and pay homage to where we were we brought in a lot of new artists who had new ideas i think one thing in particular that was still surprises me today when i watch the film is our act three it's something i hadn't really got to do before which is choreograph a giant action set piece while still making it a musical while still taking the audience on a <laughs> a roller coaster ride and in a world you have never seen before with characters you've never seen that one still just impresses me where it's just this blank slate it's just a concept an idea and we get all the crew together we talk about how do we pull this off and like you said with this really shortened time frame you know it really goes down to the the passion and ingenuity that the crew has. Mm, I can definitely like um, feel the ingenuity and like the creativity from the animators, just with the small details, like even just something like the ocean being made out of beads and like, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just so detailed and like the fluff texture on like um, the trolls in particular, like it was just very, um, yeah, I was just, I was honestly like just sitting there just thinking, they, Okay, there's a three year like release between World Tour and now. It's it was just uh yeah, I was just, I was quite flawed to be honest with just the amount of detail I was in it. Um Thank so you. with this new adventure comes uh the new locations, one of them you mentioned already, uh for the, the characters to explore. Um how did you and the how did you and the team uh come up with these new creations? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think you know, we have an idea of some places we want to go, you know, based on some music or based on the story, you know, we really wanted a chance to kind of re-explore Bergen town from trolls one kind of go back there, but it's a changed place. So how do we represent that was really fun. And we're, we're pretty much, we have, there's a scene in the troll tree that was in the original Bergen town, you know, where it got changed. So we're not really in Troll Village this time, which opened up our world. Well, opened up where we could go. And we started talking about, you know, I wanted to take the audience on a vacation. So we go to a place that's literally vacay island, we call it. You know, we wanted to take them mini golfing. We wanted to take them to a wedding. We wanted to take them to a city, which we haven't done before in a troll movie. How do we represent that? And we have this kind of fiber-based world that our production designer Kendall Cronkite came up with in Trolls 1. We have a new production designer, Ruben Perez, who worked with her. And we started talking about him, like, what can these be made of? What's materials we haven't seen before, but still cohesive to that, that design aesthetic? So it really just begins as a conversation. And then little influences come, like, oh, we've We've tried water as this kind of gossamer fabric in the last film. But what if water was these water beads that my kids play with? It's like <laughs> in the weekend, my backyard is filled with these water beads. Oh, that's a really fun texture. FX guys buy some of these water beads. They grow them. They film them. We go out and play with them in the parking lot. So I think at the root of it is a, a playfulness, a desire to try something new, try something different. And... Uh... Shame, I've only got one question left, but um, okay. like, I've loved your answers so far. Like, it's just okay. so fascinating to hear it. Like, the 
behind the scenes of the film. Um, yeah, so for, for my last question, um, in some of the sequences, uh, the animation designs uh, transform when the characters are uh, whisked away from one place to another. Um, um, I was just curious what, because it reminded me a lot of, like, um, the, the, in particular, there were short, I know, in comparison to the, the rest of the film, but it grabbed my attention because it reminded me of the art style of someone like J.J. Fillard. But I was curious who and what were the artistic inspirations were for those particular sequences. Yeah, J.J. is a good friend of mine. He's a close friend of mine. I worked with him way back on the Shrek movies. Um, there's so there's so many influences. You know, I'm a huge animation fan. Not only do I work in animation, but I'm just a long time fan. And I think the Trolls films we created a universe that allows you to play in these different styles of animation. And we learned that it, you know, as long as it doesn't distract from the story, the audience likes to go on that journey. You know, they like these surprises. They like this texture and change, and it's fun for the crew. So we first, it starts in a place of story. It always is based in the narrative. You know, I think something like Vicky which we talked about, like we wanted a whole new species of character we haven't seen before because a character, you know, the brother who lives there, he wanted to get away. He wanted to get away from his life as far as he could. So we're like, okay, this has to be a place we haven't seen before. It has to be characters we haven't seen before. And we all love puppets. Puppets have been a big inspiration for Trolls and Trolls World Tour. The animators went to puppet camp to kind of think about a new way to move the characters. So we said, let's go further with that idea. And you'll see these characters, they're like water balloons wrapped in a terry cloth towel. So we started playing with that. That those little all of a sudden these little ingredients come together to create something you haven't seen before. But they really move like puppets. You know, with the villains who live in Mount Rages. We wanted to build a city and we wanted it plastic and hard surfaces, things we haven't used before outside of the fabric worlds. So we started playing with like, what are the fabric, what are the surfaces and textures we can use in this world? And then we had to build like, who lives there? You know, it started out, they felt too human and there's no humans in the troll world. So we started pushing and pulling and I love 1930s animation. We worked closely with our character designer, one of them, Craig Kelman, who really kind of narrowed in on Velvet Veneer's design and what the Mount Regents look like. So it's a blend of kind of, you know, a little bit of 1930s animation and 1930s look blended with a 90s kind of sensibility and a modern kind of desire for fame and opulence. So really, it's just all these incredible disparate ingredients to create something new and it's about again like being playful about entertaining the crew about being open to different influences i mean there's some 2d animation that people talk about i love that i went to cal arts where i studied 2d animation i love psychedelia artwork and psychedelic animation is long tradition you know back to fantasia you know in the 40s and just to be able to not have limits, to not have boundaries and play in all those styles is one of the reasons why I love making these films. That's a great answer. Like, yeah, no, like, uh, that's, um, God, that was, that's, yeah, I just, yeah, I've just loved your answers to be, to be fair. It's just, it's just been so interesting just to sort of hear what you, uh, not just the pantheons of trolls, but just like hear like your thought pro and creative process. Really, it's this has been 
uh, honestly, it's just been uh, an absolute pleasure just to listen to. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Martin. It's, it's been a joy talking about this stuff. You know, we're three years, even though it felt fast to you, but it's still three years of intense work head down. So it's always a pleasure to come out and share the film with people and, and talk about it. No, no, like, um, I, yeah, I mean, like, hopefully, like, um, like, you know, those people will, uh, which I'm sure they will, but, you know, I reckon, uh, yeah, because I think it's out in the UK first, um, if memory serves me right. So, yeah, hopefully I'll have a great start here before it's um, eventually released in the States. Yeah, I really hope so. I'm, I'm excited for people to watch it finally. Trolls Band Together is released in UK cinemas today, with a stateside release coming November 17th. Thanks to Martin Warren and Walt Dawn for the interview, and to keep up with everything Squiggly, including future episodes of this fine podcast, visit squiggly.com. Also be sure to follow us on Instagram, at squigglyanimation, facebook.com slash squigglymagazine, and we're also at squiggly on... <sighs> X. I've been Ben Mitchell, and until next time, happy animating.